Welcome to Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're able to concentrate at work, reduce conflict at home, and receive the support for your dreams so you can have courage to live your best life. I'm Rebecca Mullen, a relationship coach living in Western Colorado. And today you'll hear a story from my marriage when I blamed my husband and a controversial sounding method about why you don't want to rush yourself to stop blaming. I'll issue an invitation to you to share your story about a beginning time in your relationship and why telling your beginning story helps with your happily ever after. I'll also offer you this week's date night discussion. Does your brain go on autopilot and start blaming your spouse? (laughs) Your relationship communication is influenced by your brain. And so I want to tell you a story about how my brain wandered off and just began blaming my husband without any permission from me. So this is a long time ago when I stood at the kitchen sink washing dishes, and I just listed all the ways my husband was failing me. He doesn't make the bed. He doesn't talk to me. He doesn't initiate sex often enough. And I've been edgy a little bit lately, and I feel this tendency of list-making return. Uh, But I'm going to look down at my soaping hands, and, and I ask myself if I can change the narrative in my head to something like, hey, Rebecca, could you list the things maybe that you appreciate about Dave? And I feel the answer rise up inside me. Nope. I'm not ready for that. And you know what? It's actually okay that I'm not ready. Do you know who taught me that? You. All my clients taught me that I don't have to rush getting to that list of appreciation because I never expect you to be ready if you're not. You tell me the truth about these kinds of moments. And when I hear you struggle I never want to rush you. It's easy for me to ask about other things like, you know, look above that sink where you're doing the dishes and see if you can see outside the window. Or what do you feel inside your body as you make that list? So instead of forcing myself to be cheerful about my husband, I'm going to borrow from our conversations. I'm going to notice my body and feel the warmth of the water on my hands. I look around the kitchen and I see the scarlet peonies on my favorite mug. I smile as I spray the counters and and I'm lapping up that feeling of accomplishment that every dish is clean and every surface is clear. (laughs) You know, this inspires me to ask, hey, wait a second, do I actually like doing the dishes. And I I whisper this to myself because it feels so controversial. You know, who says controversial things to me is you. You say things like that. Oh my gosh, do I actually like doing the dishes? How am I going to maintain my status as a martyr if I actually enjoy doing my chores? But the bottom line is, that where we focus determines what we feel. 
So I focus on the warm water, the red peonies, and the tidy counters. And I realize I actually like my life. Even the chores. Maybe, especially the chores, I get to be included in these little intimate realizations about your life, and you've modeled this for me. As I realize I'm happy, I feel vulnerable. Because you and I have laughed about the vulnerability of happiness. Our shared laughter gives me courage. Courage to circle back now to my husband. Maybe... As I wash my hands, I don't need to find out why he's to blame for my circumstances. Maybe I could find joy in a pile of dishes. Not every time, but maybe I could find it today. Maybe, just maybe, I could be happy with the life I have in this moment. See, joy hides on the other side of our resistance. I'm able to choose joy because so many times, I mean countless at this point, I've sat next to you when you were angry or sad or overwhelmed and you let me see behind the curtain in your life. And I could feel joy hiding in your life. And when I wondered about it aloud, you laughed. And your laughter made me laugh. And all of a sudden, we are both overcome by laughter. It can't be this simple, we're both thinking. I just need to change my focus? But suddenly, instead of the litany of ways my husband failed me, it's easy for me to find all the ways he enriches my life. And I make a list. He shares a bed with me. He listens to me. I'm free to chase after the sex that I want. See, you remind me that I don't have to leap to thinking these things about my husband. I can trust myself to feel the warmth of the water and to marvel at a teacup that keeps serving up coffee that I adore. I can trust myself to find happiness where it's genuine. I don't need to force love. Rest comes when we stop resisting joy. When I let myself soften into loving those dishes instead of listing all the way as I wish I wasn't washing them, I often find that I love my life just as it is. Because rest comes in many, many packages. Sometimes it's a good night's sleep. Sometimes it's an extra long shower. And sometimes rest is found by surrendering to what is. And what is is sometimes the dirty dishes that need to be cleaned. And when we can surrender to that, the rest of surrender stops us from resisting the joy that's waiting for us. So try this. Notice the places and brain spaces where you begin to list all the ways your spouse is to blame for your life. And when you find yourself in the midst of one of those moments of blame, tune into your body Notice a physical sensation. I noticed the warm water. See, when you notice sensual stimulation, it helps you to choose this present moment because it puts you into your body that is living the moment. We tend to blame or find fault when we're focusing on the future or on the past. And instead, invite your attention to the moment that's unfolding and watch your mood lift when you notice something beautiful right in front of you. 
So this week's habit for your happily ever after is to pause when you notice you're making a list of all the things you could blame your sweetheart for. Pause. That's the invitation. And pick a physical sensation to bring you back to the moment you're living right now. This is where we'll have a segment called Begin Again. But since my podcast is just beginning, I don't have any stories to let you hear right now. Begin Again is a foundational mindset in my coaching practice. I love to hear couples' how we met story. Each person talks about their partner in a hopeful tone, mentioning core things they're attracted to. There's this glow when people tell their how we met story. And this glow can happen because there's no baggage when you first met. Anytime there's a beginning, there's no baggage. But as you live together and share a front door and a toilet, that glow dims. But what I've also noticed is that couples who can begin again cultivate something more gorgeous than glow. They have this luster. Luster is that shine that comes from deep inside. Luster comes from polish, like the way that stones are polished on a beach. And they have that luster of being polished over years and years and years of waves and waves and waves. I'd love to hear your beginning story or your begin again story. Send me an email at podcast at habitshappilyeverafter.com. Tell me your story so that we can let other people hear the glow and the luster of your relationship. This week's date night discussion is to tell a story about when you were blamed as a kid. Did you actually do the thing that you got blamed for or not? I've got two examples. The classic example of the ornaments that get unwrapped to decorate the Christmas tree and the sheer terror everyone has about breaking one. That's a festival for blame. But I have one client who hates decorating the tree at Christmas so much because he broke ornaments three years in a row and his family talked about it every year, blaming him again and again as they feigned teasing. But it didn't feel like teasing to my client. It felt like he could never be free of a past mistake. So instead, he created a rhythm in his family that everyone cheers when the first ornament is broken. Thank you, they cheer. I'm so glad it wasn't me. And this lighthearted attitude blows any shame away. That's it for today. I'm Rebecca Mullen, and this has been Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're better able to concentrate at work, reduce conflict at home, and receive support for your dreams so you can have the courage to live your best life. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd be grateful if you'd send a link to your friend. 
Habits for Your Happily Ever After is produced by Grace Smith. All our music and sound comes from Walk West Productions. I'm Rebecca Mullen. Thanks for including me in your relationship today.